What's up, party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy, and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. Do you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals? Then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer and choreographer Claude Marnetto. Some of you will know Claude Mar because he has been dancing with Little Mix for the past six years, seven years, maybe more. I have no idea. Uh, he tells us a bit about his story and his journey as a dancer. Um, it's super duper inspiring. I didn't really know him very well, although we've worked together and we've seen each other around and, but I've never really got to have an in-depth conversation. I was very inspired speaking to Claude Mar. He's also part of the dancers network and he's doing great things for them, which is doing great things for us dancers. Um, so make sure you enjoy this podcast. He has lots to say. He's been working with a lot of charities too. Um, I'll put them in the show link in the show notes, I should say. And find him on Instagram at Claudimar1. He's verified. He's cool. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. Here is Claudimar Neto. Boom. And we're in, motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. No, I've been waiting to come on for ages. I'm man. so excited for this. I'm buzzing. Uh, thank you for letting me in your home. Welcome. <laughs> I was just saying you've got location, 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 <laughs> bro. We won't give away too much information because you'll have people coming to hunt you down. But very tropical. As very, you can very, yeah, <laughs> you're on like a rehearsal doorstep, man. <laughs> Literally, you're living the dream. Uh, how are you? Good, good. Jet lagged, but very jet lagged. Where have you just yeah. come back from? Uh, I went to Bali for three weeks. Uh -huh. Oh, and nice. Then I got back home for a week and then I went to Dubai for a week to oh, teach. sick. So yeah, that was really Teaching cool. in Dubai, how was that? Oh my God. Like, I mean, it was, a lot of it was kids, mm -hmm. um, but they're so ta so talented. Uh, I went with Erdang. Erdang has now um, gone international. Okay. So they're going to like, we're doing China, Dubai, uh, a few places in Europe, hopefully Brazil. Um, they're doing quite a lot of different places in China. Um, so yeah, so yeah, just went with them for the week. Um, going back again in June to teach nice. some more. Some more sun? Yeah, some more say, sun. You're looking tan, boy. <laughs> Very. Looking tan. I don't want to be in the cold. You're looking all kinds of tropical today. <laughs> I mean, my pasty ass skin, look at me. <laughs> I look like the Milky Bar kid. Jokes. <laughs> um, no, man, that's dope. Dubai's, like, they're putting money in dance at the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, look, quite a few dancers which are going out there to teach because the money's like... The, it's insane. It's insane. Like, a lot of them are 
all kids that are from different parts of the world anyway and their parents obviously have to work there so oil money literally <laughs> like so then you they just leave their kids in all of these dance halls and stuff yeah like and they just they'll pay whatever like well, especially if you've got a cv like yours do you know what i mean like <laughs> like if you're just learning from dorothy who has a yeah. dance school in like salisbury <laughs> but if you're learning dorothy. from people which have danced for artists that they yeah. love they're gonna pay out the big bucks and then they actually did like it was it was incredible the response that I, we even got out there for the week, mm. um, and we were doing competitions as well. And the amount of schools that entered and how amazing it was like they were really really good. They were they amazing. were good. Yeah, that's dope. Because I guess dance hasn't. Been, I mean, I've not known it to be such a big thing there, but over the past like six yeah. eight years, I guess they're investing and where they can afford to invest. Invest. They're probably really getting are. probably getting really good training. Like they've got they've got a lot of people that have moved from here yeah to go and teach there have created these amazing schools um so yeah they've got they've got a lot and obviously the buyers only were 48 years old as a country yeah so it's building really fast and the money's there so everyone's literally going over there investing in all these places and just making like big bucks yeah it's insane yeah that should be my retirement plan but the thing is i, I can't go in the sun the sun <laughs> <laughs> I'll spend all my wages on sun cream. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just covered. I'll be dying. <laughs> and like it's some, it's not summer, but it's their winter there now. And it was like 28 degrees, yeah, 26 degrees. To me, that's that's. And to them, it was cold yeah. only because there's a light breeze. Like people were in jackets and stuff. I was like on the beach. To me, that, up. to me, that's cooking. You know <laughs> Literally, you're like roasting. Like give me factor 50. <laughs> I look like a gingerbread man. <laughs> Um, so you said you had a meeting today with Dancers Network. Yeah, so um, you got a lot going on with them at the moment. Yeah, we had a meeting on Monday, uh -huh. um, and went really well. So that was with all the agents, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when the agents we've over, finalized one of the uh, the booking forms. So all the like little fine details. We just going back and forth. Uh, asking them questions if what they like and what they don't like and vice versa yeah. and we finalise it it's all finished and set Equity hopefully will be um, doing a press release on it soon Yeah. so we'll have that stamped down and then we got a few others that are finishing up um, uh, and this morning there was um, an event at London Studios uh -huh. um, and they were doing like that's uh, mad they've messaged me today as well Yeah. It was saying like, if I got an email address they can contact me on that's weird yeah it was like <laughs> a mental health uh -huh. um, day thing and it's one of people to go um, and sign up and like see different schools and different places that like went to this like fair type yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and we were mainly we were mainly there promoting the um, next dancers network mental health workshop that's Sick. coming up. Um, that Tally's actually teaching. Yes, she is. Um, so we're just trying to promote that and get everyone to come down. Um, obviously, we're trying to educate all the new dancers on Rates. etiquette, on, <laughs> etiquette. On, on just everything like if we're expecting all, the, all these agents to change these rules then we as a dance community have to step up our game of course um and i i do think that the generation right now is not really learning what the etiquette of being a dancer is uh -huh. from how to conduct themselves to to now the whole social media stuff and being a business and knowing how to communicate yeah like the, all the little little niggly bits yeah um is why it's really important because we are we're asking for such a big change so we have to change with it too 100 um, percent. that's dope so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to get into all the dancers heads and pro yeah. allow them to progress and grow like so when they because obviously it's hard isn't it because <clears throat> when a student's leaving college their dream is just to say to dance for little mix 
that's just their yeah. dream and they're not even thinking about how they're going to pay rent what is what effect it's going to have anything they're just looking for an opportunity so when uh uh don't know a production company goes we want a thousand dancers 500 yeah. dancers 100 dancers and you're getting paid x amount but we need you to be paid y amount but why are they going to pay all of us y amount when x amount are willing to be like i'll do it and i'll do it over time yeah but, and why would a production company do you know what I mean like yeah they don't to them it's not that it's not, it's not their issue it's not their problem issue, yeah. so it is down to us to educate the younger folk yeah. leaving to to know their worth and know the effect that they're having on themselves in the future by taking this yeah. do you know what I mean and that is not it's not just fun and games this is a career this is a life and you should be able to live off dance you shouldn't have to have 10 million jobs uh, no jobs um, you should be able to call it a career and yeah. not just a, oh, when I do a gig, that's the only time I get paid. Yeah. Like, it should be a consistent income. It should be consistent. Yeah. You should be a consistent working dancer. Uh -huh. Like, we've all trained consistently yeah, to yeah. be a pro. So then why is just here and there when it happens and when it doesn't? Yeah. Like, and that's one thing that we're really um, trying to make people understand that you we want to make people have a career and be a dancer in full stop. Not a dancer that also teaches, that also yeah. teaches yoga, that also works at a bar, yeah. that also does this. Like, fly in. Fly, like, literally, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's mental. And to those people, that's not a dig at you who do all that. That's yeah. like a respect because your hustle's on your point. Your hustle, but yeah. But what the Dancers Network are trying to do is change it so you don't, don't have, have to, to do, do that. that. Exactly. To make your lives easier. But not only that, and then to be able to stand proud and be like, I'm a dancer. Yeah, because I remember, I don't know what it's like here, but I remember in LA, and we're talking five, six years ago now, uh, it was 3% of professional dancers make a living from Just Dance. But to count and to fall under the bracket of professional, you had to be signed with an agent. Yep. So if you think of, like, I don't know LA is on a bigger scale, but essentially we're pretty similar now. I feel like we're yeah. matching up on things. But, like... You're only professional if you're considered to be on an agent. So that's not even the people which are outside moving in to yeah. train. And I imagine there's probably loads of you listening now or loads of dancers in London who don't have an agent. And I'm not saying that you're not professional, but that's just how they categorized it. Yeah. But only 3% then were <coughs> making a living from purely dance. And they've already got their dancers network, yeah. their dancers alliance. It's dancers alliance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... But if only three percent. If you think about it, that yeah, percentage, like that's insane. It's mad. That's insane. Like, how many doctors do you think make a living from being a doctor? All of them. <laughs> Literally, uh, like a hundred percent of them. <laughs> like it's 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 it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, and, and I don't mean why. to compare us to doctors, but, but <laughs> just we saying. are saving lives out here. You know? Yeah, you get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. that's dope, man. Uh, thank you to you and all the team for all the work you do. It doesn't really have such a an effect on me right now because I'm not so much involved as I was before but I'm so glad that things are being done and if I can do anything via this or anything to help I'm always down for the cause yeah no it's 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 been a journey and I think it's only getting better yeah but there was a few hurdles um obviously people weren't receptive to it at first um, yeah because change is always going to be like that um and but we we're glad we stuck our ground and we really pushed forward like we had to make a difference and I really um now that I'm much older, <laughs> one of the older lot, um, I, I really wanted to make a print in our in our industry, and I wanted our industry to stand for something, um, because I worked so hard to be where I am in my career, but there were so many things that went right when I was coming up, um, which I don't personally think people need to go through that. Like mm -hmm. I've been fortunate enough where I've been able to just dance and not have to have all these side jobs and all of the, and all of this stuff. Yeah, but. Again, it's just 
why should people have to do all of that all those extras you shouldn't have to like so I really wanted to be a part of something that stood for that and I really made a massive change within our industry yeah, for the man. better um, and I think from here like the next four to five years I think is going to be such a great improvement to what we have now I can see it like there's been a change already within a 100%. year like with our rates with how we communicate with agents mm -hmm. and the just, fact that you can even get all them agents in the same room do you know what I mean like 10 years ago that was yeah. not happening yeah. I don't care what anyone says and I mean there's still some agents that are a bit like not responding as we wanted to but I think slowly that will happen and I think what they'll realise is and if agents you are listening I'm sure this time will come yeah. that you'll realise that eventually you're going to be the only ones not, not part a, a part of it and then you're the ones that are going to get left behind Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and on top of that also giving the dancer the power to be the dancer and remembering that you're hiring these agents to be your agent so you're uh -huh. paying them to do their job yeah. for you yeah. which it's it isn't it isn't a power and control thing and that's no, why it's we not want egotistic yeah we don't want dancers we want dancers to understand that um it's a relationship you mm -hmm. need to have with this person that they should be able to have your best interest at heart yeah. so you shouldn't just think oh i'm gonna sign with every single agent no it's picking who's right for you and who works yeah. for you the best way um and is allowing dancers to be able to have that control and that power and that respect mm -hmm. to be able to communicate with their agents in a way that they don't ha like i'm with the agents that i have i'm able to go i trust them i don't question them i can just go they know what i want to do they know what i don't want to do like mm -hmm. and literally i can i don't even have to sign things because i just i just know they can do it for me yeah. and i give them the power to do so yeah. because they're fully aware they've of got what. your best interest exactly heart. like i had that with like i when i first moved to london i think within like the first year and a half i probably had 10 agents yeah do you know what i mean like and i mean I couldn't tell you any of their names. I knew the name of the agency, yeah, but not, yeah. not who I was emailing. Yeah. I'd have to look at who it was from last time. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Literally. But like the one relationship, like I built a very strong relationship here, like when I was working with Jerry. Yeah. And Jerry was my go-to and anything I needed, any questions, even if I'd be like, yo, I'm struggling. Yeah. Is there anything? And we had that relationship where you just trust each other. Mm -hmm. Like he helped me with my visa. Like he did a lot for me. I didn't have that with all my agents. But, but there was one that there was did. one that I did and it, yeah. it made my life and my career much easier yeah do you know what I mean and I think if you can manage to get that with two or three then you're you're good it's gonna be breezy and I think that's what we're trying to also aim for is <clears throat> it's for that for those relationships to build because dance is hard being in this industry is hard like mentally I tell you what uh one of the great things about when I when I went to LA that block used to do obviously there you're only allowed one agent yeah yeah which we're never gonna really get to that here i'm pretty sure mm, we want not one agent but i do think we're gonna get to a point where we can be open to every agent but there's be one that solely looks after you that's where we kind of that's to sick head that's dope what yeah. block used to do is they used to have every month like a, a gathering and you'd all be invited to like their it's not a block party it's like a block party but like their party uh, yeah. and the, or they'd hold an event and you'd just go and you'd network with the other dancers on the agency to get to know people especially because so many people were foreigners like myself and when I first went there I didn't really know anyone yeah. only people that I might have worked with on a job so I got to go there and meet new people and I feel like London is kind of becoming like that now where yeah. there's lots of people moving here from Denmark or Poland from, yeah, from other places yeah. where they might not know places so say for example 
AMCK held an AMCK party where they could invite their people. And I'm not saying they need to splash out all the cash on it or whatever, yeah. but they can all meet there and then the agents are there too and the agents really made an effort to walk around and mingle and speak to you and get to know you on a personal level and not in a office environment. Um, yeah. And then it made dealing with your agents so much easier. Because then you're able to become slightly more personal. Personal. So and then you just can communicate a, differently. There's not that, oh my God, this it's is a business agent, yeah. meeting. And it did make, especially from my time there, like I had, I really got on with Lainey who ran Block, her and Brand, Brendan, her brother, but really with Lainey, she was my go-to with anything if, yeah. or, and a guy called Steve. But if I had anything, I'd be like, ring them and they'd, they'd literally do anything they could to help me because there was that relationship that you yeah. built outside of the business where they understood your background. They understood why you're there. They understand your goals. They understand what you do and don't like. And it just made life a lot easier it's, for yeah. me. And it's that, I think, is making people feel comfortable and feel at home, especially when they're from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and in return, I worked better for them. For them, exactly. Because you wanted to communicate. You wanted to call them. You had an issue. You had someone to go to. So it didn't really just become a, oh, I'll wait for an email from this person and that's it. Yeah. Like you were actually able to have a relationship. Yeah. And, that's, and, I, and I feel like that's what's really happening now. Dancers are starting to communicate a lot more and vice versa to our agents. So those relationships are being built, which is great. Mm -hmm. Which is so excited about. It's super dope. So thank you for all, yeah, your, no. all your guys' hustle. Yeah. You're working your asses off. We appreciate like it. Like Lily and Richie really are the brain, the brains of the operation, but yeah. they're really investing a lot of time. And um, it's, it's hard trying to balance the two with work and stuff, but I literally try my best to be there whenever I can. Whenever I'm home, mm -hmm. I'm always like helping out and stuff yeah, like man, that. Yeah, so man, sick. We have to definitely make a difference in the So change. sick. If you yeah. can help, help the younger folk. Exactly. Help their generation. <laughs> like make a difference. That's what we want to do. Make a change. <laughs> um, so about you, you're from London, right? Uh, originally, no. Uh, where are you from? Uh, I was born in Africa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my family's Portuguese and Brazilian. Uh -huh. um, hence the tropicalness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I moved to London when I was about 11. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. young, but not not, not that, a kid. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like like you, you're six. You you know and you understand life a yeah, little a bit. a little bit. You know that you're leaving home. <laughs> like no worries, but something's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that yeah. like moving here from home? Um, it was fine. I mean, my family we've always been quite adventurous, so there was always um we we didn't move a lot, but we my, my um back in Africa we traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I lived in Portugal for a while. Then I lived um in Africa again for a little bit so it was like back between Portugal mm. and Africa and then moving here um, was great actually I mean I was really excited to see snow <laughs> that's what's really excited about to be really honest. excited to wear layers <laughs> there so many layers like the first time I saw snow it was hilarious I was like oh my god I can taste it what's that from the sky <laughs> it's falling down <laughs> mad it looks like the inside of a freezer <laughs> yeah no it was it was really it was pretty cool pretty cool and um, yeah I, I went straight into your six of no English Really? Like I, I remember we landed on like the Monday. I started school the following Monday with like wow. no English. The only two words I could say was yes and no, like no English whatsoever. What was that like? Do you know what? It was really scary at first. But we, me and my sister were. She, I was in year six and she was in year five. So whenever they used to have English lessons, we used to go to a different room and have a private, private English lesson. Mm -hmm. So we learned English by the end of year six. I could speak fluent English. Sick. Like it was incredible. And you're like, so young. You're like a sponge. And you just take everything you know I mean? on so easy. 
and I guess you want to fit in. Yeah. You want to be able to communicate. To communicate so you're willing yeah. to give your all to learn. And it was weird because like, for example, like maths lessons, like I could go up and write it down, but whenever there was asked questions, I could see what the answer was, but I couldn't yeah, say, say it. it. So I was just like, I'm just going to say so it. You could watch. look at the sum and write it, but if you yeah. had to spit, say it, so yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, like crazy. It was mad. It was mad. That's dope. And when did you get into dance? I've danced my whole life. So you danced before you moved yeah. yeah. Like when I was a kid, well, my family obviously has a Brazilian and Portuguese background. So I grew up with salsa and samba. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in Africa, I did uh, African ballet and um, contemporary as well. Mm-hmm. So Alvin Ailey, two of the dancers from Alvin Ailey um, moved to Africa um, mm-hmm. and did this like apprenticeship with the school that I went to over there. And they, uh, they ended up opening a dance school. So... Um, and my mom was just like, sure, go ahead, Sick. do it. Um, so yeah, I was um, in a, a dance company from a really young age. Um, and then when we moved, I then started street dance and hip hop and all of that stuff um, in year six. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much carried that through um, into secondary school. And then I kind of knew where I wanted to go. But I feel like I've always known that I was always going to dance. Yeah, you always had that yeah, feeling. I was like, this is it. Was, like, did you ever like doing like anything else besides dance? Was there anything which could assuage you to do something else? No. No. I, I can't, like maybe, because my dad was a basketball player. Maybe mm-hmm. if I carried on playing it as a child, then I would have maybe gone that direction. Yeah. But I didn't. But there's literally, there's nothing else I can think. Yes. Because even when I, um, I <clears throat> finished secondary school and went to college, um, I was doing... Uh, another program alongside college at Laban. Uh-huh. So I went, I did Laban for two years as I was doing college for two years as well. What were you studying in college? Um, I did performing arts. I did media studies because okay. my mum was a TV presenter. So I kind of... Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was back then. She, she's yeah. not anymore. Um, and uh, textiles. Yeah. <laughs> random. Random. And um, All very creative though. All very creative. And languages of the Portuguese because mm-hmm. I was like it's easy yeah, like, I'm just, the, just get another yo, I'm going to pass this <laughs> this is easy boom done <laughs> this looks good for my next yeah. job interview <laughs> um, so yeah so I was doing college and I went to Laban for two years alongside it um, so I did more contemporary and stuff yeah. um, and that's when I really was like okay this is it I really this is what I'm going to stick with and yeah. my family didn't really understand it they were just thought oh it's just fun and games like it's not going to really keep going like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to a point that I was just like, no, this is exactly what I'm doing. And they were supportive to an extent, uh-huh. but obviously with families, they always have that fear of, oh my God, wife, if you don't make it. Of course. It. And, and it's such a hard career to make yeah. it in. Do you know and what I mean? It, 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 it was always that. It was always that thing with my family. It was like, they were supportive, but they were like, but what if it doesn't happen? But with me, I was like, there's no ifs or buts. Yeah, which is- This in, is gonna happen. It's, 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 in, it's lovely because you like, you know that they have your best interests at heart. heart. But it's so But at the same time, you're like, why don't you believe in me? And it's that. Yeah, it's that like thing. there's no plan. Like I remember in school having a careers day and them going, what do you want to be? I was like, I'm going to be a dancer. And they'd be like, okay, well, what if that doesn't work? That doesn't work for most people. I was like, no, no, it's going to work. And they'd be like, oh, what's your plan B? I'd be like, be a dancer like there's <laughs> there's no plan B this be, is it being not as good a dancer like I don't yeah. know like there's no there's no plan B do you um, mean and they couldn't cater for me because yeah. they were just like well yeah. go and do your thing um, and I remember when I was at Erdang um, um, they came to my third year uh, award ceremony um, your parents 
like yeah, but so yeah. My, my whole family came, like, all of them, and they were like really supportive, and we were all going up one by one to get certificates, and they were like screaming and stuff. Um, but the back of my mind, I was like, <sighs> it was like I love the fact they were all there, but I was also like, you all. There was a slight bit of non-belief with me, so I was just like a bit yeah. angry, a, a smidge. <laughs> and I remember um, Erdan does this uh, Cup of the Year, which is like the best student gets this cup. Um, and I, I got it. Sick. And literally they were like, whoa, screaming and stuff. Yeah. I came off stage and I, I really regret this actually. Um, and I got so mad at all of them because I was like, you didn't believe in me. Uh, like literally kicking off. Yeah, that's And then mad. I got over it, but I was just like, I just had to get that out of my system. <laughs> yeah, so not only did you graduate and, you know, you, yeah. were, the, you were nominated the best of your year yeah. for graduating. That's like, like, isn't it weird how you've got that thing against your parents that if they have any doubt in you? I did a marathon, I did a half marathon like three years ago. Um, my brother who passed away, he ran a marathon in like an, a half marathon in like an hour 36. And yeah. I was like, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, my goal is an hour 45. And I think I trained like two weeks for it. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm, I remember getting ready in the morning. My mum being like, look, it doesn't matter. Like stop putting too much pressure on yourself <laughs> like this, like uh, in an endearing, nice way. Yeah. But there was doubt there. And she's like, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. You've had no time to train for it. Like you've not run that much. Like da da da. And I was like, why are you doubting me? Like, I'm going to be fine. And I remember crossing the finish line, looking at my watch and it said one hour, 45 minutes. And I just, and she was there clapping me and I just went like this, showed her my watch and stuck my finger up <laughs> and carried on jogging. I didn't even like say, yeah, nothing. I was just like, fuck you. Like, because you doubted me. You doubt, like, yeah, it's that. And if that anyone feeling. shouldn't doubt me, it's, it's you. Exactly. Like, You're like you know, so mad, but so happy at the yeah, same time. I was just like, I was just more happy that I proved that <laughs> but, I could do yeah. it. Not even that I reached my own goal, because that would have been great. But yeah. you had doubt. All right, watch this. Here you go. <laughs> I couldn't walk for like two days, but, that's, but it was worth it. Was it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you like, isn't it weird how you have that with like, yeah. but only with your really we, loved ones. Literally. Because if it's someone outside, like a teacher, they got doubt in you and you prove them wrong, you're like, mm, okay, I them. proved you wrong. But when it's your family. And, and they're happy for you. Yeah. You're not, you're not like, even don't happy. be happy now. Yeah. Oh, now you want to be on my <laughs> exactly. side. It's bizarre. No, it's crazy. So but, you did Laban, and from Laban you went to Erdang. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So I finished college. Um, How old were you when you finished college? Uh, I, I finished at 18. Okay. So I went to Erdang from eight, for, at, at the age of 18. Um, Quite but, late then. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really want to go earlier, only mm -hmm. because I just thought my level of maturity mm. and just what I wanted to learn as well. And I wasn't trained in anything else. Um, like te technique was, I wasn't really, didn't really do that much ballet. So I feel like I had to catch up to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was at Laban, um, I had an injury. Yes. I snapped my, the cartilage on my knee. Oh, how did um, you do that? We were doing turns or something like that. And I think I over rotated and it mm -hmm. snapped and I didn't really realize carried on dancing in there for a week. It's got worse and worse and worse. Um, and so I had to have an operation in there. So I had an operation like my second year. So it was like halfway through my last year at Laban and college. Uh -huh. um, and the, the doctor was like, yeah, you're not going to be able to dance anymore. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> there's, there's no option in that. Yes. So whatever we need to do, we need to do it and we need to hurry up and do it. So I had an operation and they were like, yeah, you're going to be probably out for six months. Um, and then we don't know if you're going to be able to dance or not. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, Laban has uh, a dancers clinic center at the building um so i was there every day getting physiotherapy um 
I was getting physiotherapy at college as well. Is that part of your like fee that you pay on top of it, or do they no, just no, no, no. They, they just provide or like we're gonna help you make sure you you get like so, so, Sagafra. So, uh, nice. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, something on the TV and it said Sagafra, and if you yeah. know what that is, it makes sense for our conversation. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's dope. That that's yeah. they do that for you. Um, and I wish I had that. Like it, I was so lucky because I was out for only three months. I was back Sick. dancing by like the fourth or fifth months. Um, and yeah, and then I went, went back to the doctors and I was like, I, I'm back to normal. They checked over my knee. They were like, we don't actually know how you were able to repair that quickly. But it was because of Laban one and two, because I was dancing so much prior to that, my body was just so used to repairing itself mm-hmm. so quickly. Um, like I still get in, like aches on it now. Um, and it's been like nearly 10 years. Yeah. Or even longer than that. But um it's only when it's get, it gets cold, I feel it. Yeah. Um, so then I started auditioning for colleges around that, that time. And all of the colleges were saying no to me. They were like, you need to take a gap year to make sure your knee is really strong because you're just getting back into it now and then come back. Um, and Erdan was the only one that said yes. Um, and even Larbin was like, for you to be able to do the three-year course, we think you should take this gap year and then come back. But I was like, I've got this plan. I'm 80 now. This is when I'm meant to go. Yeah. It needs to work it, as I see it. It's how I've made, planned like, this out. Exactly. So um, I remember Adam was like, oh, we're going to give you a, a four-week, no, it was six-week pro- pro- probation, probation where we can see and monitor your knee, see like... It's if you die on week two. Then exactly, <laughs> then you're out. Um, <laughs> so... And then luckily, like I rep- it got stronger even quicker. Um, I was like physio every day, stretching it, make sure mm. I was looking after it, doing everything possible. Um, and then Adam were like, you can, you can stay. So It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, like, say like a doctor tells a normal person, a muggle, like if you, a hurt, muggle. A muggle, <laughs> if you hurt yourself, rest, don't yeah. do anything. But that's not actually how things recover. No. Like you want active recovery. You need to like keep you, it going. You don't want to go in 100% yeah. and be super intense, but otherwise it's going to decondition, lose strength. Mm. You're not going to have anything in it. Obviously, there's specific things which you should rest. Yeah. You should rest. Yeah. But like actually active recovery, there's a reason professional footballers come out of injury so fast and can play football again. You know what it's I mean? Because the of that. Active because recovery. Of that reason, yeah. um, so yeah, and then I went straight into Erdang. I was there for three years, really much. Did you enjoy your time at Erdang? Do you know what? The first year I really, no, halfway through the first year I really didn't like because it, it was so new to me. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done musical theatre. I hadn't really focused in jazz. All I really had done was contemporary. Yeah. Um, and that's what the, my direction where I was thinking of going. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was at Laban and one of my favourite uh, dance companies is Transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Silas Wells was like home to me. I was like there every single week yeah. watching shows and stuff like that. So that was the direction I was going. And then going to to Erdan, I was just like, this is very, it's a lot. It was just, everyone was like bright and loud. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, what's going on? So I really didn't like my first term. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, look, I'm here now. I'm going to commit to this it. and embrace it. And I really started to enjoy it. Like Erdan became like a massive part of my life. I was like, this is home. Yeah. Like I loved it. The fact that I was, I learned tap and jazz and there's so many other styles I didn't really think I was going to touch on. Um, and being able to do ballet every day, I freaking loved. Like it was, it was just amazing. Um, so yeah, like I really, really, and then I became like this amb- ambassador for Erdang. Cause I was like, I was so pro Erdang. Yeah. And like I say, I'm a teacher there now. Yeah. Um, Sick. And yeah, no, I freaking love it. I loved Erdang. It was probably one of the, most memorable time of my life. Like, I'm never going to forget it. I auditioned there. I got a scholarship there and for Millennium. And what swayed me was 
commercial in Erdang when I auditioned there was their focal point. Yeah. And I was like, I can already do this. Yeah. I should probably go, go to the place yeah. where I'm going to be shit. Yeah. And when I went to then audition at Millennium, our, we did, our audition wasn't commercial. It was like jazz, jazz. mathematics. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, well, I'm crap at this. So, like, so I should yeah. probably do this. Do you yeah. mean? Because I was like, already done a tour with Same Difference with like Pete Francis, yeah, like yeah, Jeanette yeah, Taylor, yeah. doing commercial as we call it yeah. so I was like oh I don't need to really focus on that that's not the point of me doing my training, training yeah. and then I walked into Millennium and the guy uh, Donald as soon as I walked in he went Kane Silver and I was looking for a name badge like how the fuck do you know my name <laughs> and that's what swayed me between Erdang and Millennium yeah. I mean I dropped after after eight weeks so probably <laughs> maybe, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> maybe I made the wrong decision but yeah. it all worked out for the best yeah. but yeah like I remember with Erdang walking in the building and being like Oh my this god, it's amazing. so beautiful. Yeah. Like all the other colleges were a bit skanky. Studio Center had some, me and Lisa were speaking about it, had something about it, like the old building. The old building in, it, in King's Cross. That yeah, was it had something about it. It felt like fame, like it was all glass windows. That's what it was. It and had, I hated the fact that they moved. It had this thing about it. But besides that, all the other colleges are like, they're all fucking nasty. They're like in the back of someone's yeah, house. Yeah, they're all nasty. <laughs> and then I remember going into Erdang and being like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like it's that main stunning. room is just the, yeah the great hall. That's it. It's the great stunning. hall is so pretty. Like and imagine doing classes in there every day. Yeah. Like so it was it was just the environment. It was everything about Erdang really, um, <clears throat> and yeah, like I really I really because I didn't get a scholarship, so I had to pay. Oh, sick. and because my mum, well, we, we, we she she could afford it, and she, she she helped me out a lot. But it was more you want to do this, or that you're gonna have to do it yourself. Yeah. So I was like, okay. If I'm gonna really focus on this, I did. Yeah. So I was working two jobs. I was working at oh, a bar shit. while going. To Whilst Erdang. going. Yeah, I also worked at um, uh, the Hilton. Yeah. Um, doing uh, silver service. Sick. Um, and then <clears throat> Erdang saw that I was doing so much, and I was still not wasn't able to pay my full fees. So I um I would do evenings at Erdang at the front desk, and then during summer I would be like painting walls, fixing doors sorting the floor out I would open the building every morning I would close the building every night like man that's so, the most so they'll, they'll pay me and that money will go towards my tuition that's the most inspiring shit and I lit it literally it made me work harder I remember being in the building sometimes on my own in the studio after everyone's gone and I'm just like ah, this needs to happen like there was days I was so tired and I would cry and be like come on you've got this like and I yeah. had to literally just f get myself and like push myself and like constantly push myself and really like do it for me yeah um, it's it's dope because i think it gives you a a real good sense of how your val the value of it yeah because you're paying for it yourself so every class that you don't put a hundred percent in you're wasting your M own, own money, money. yeah not even time. you know and i always say to students at colleges when i teach like you're not putting in a hundred percent like you're wasting your parents money yeah but when it's wasting your own like especially at that age when you yeah. you can physically feel the work that you're yeah. putting in like if you don't give your all in that class you're you're gonna feel the benefit because mm -hmm. you've still got to pay it still got to go paint go the wall in. later yeah. to make <laughs> up for it or serve someone literally like it was it was it was hard and i got to my second year and i was just you know when you're in second year like you don't feel like you're improving but you are but you can't see it and it's frustrating because you want to get better quicker and so there was moments that was like the massive clash but <clears throat> I was so lucky that I, one I was I've always been really strong and re been able to push myself and be able to motivate myself yeah mentally um, strong. mentally yeah um so I I've, I really was able to focus 
and just go, you need to just do this. And then luckily my third year, they um, a boy left, so they were able to give me his daughter. Oh, sick. So finally in third year, they gave me money to... Um, to help me out and like cover my fees and stuff so I didn't have to work as hard as that so that I can really focus on all my training. And that third year, I really excelled. Like I feel like I, because I had a release, I was like, now I have to really push and be even better than I thought I could have yeah, with that's everything else on so top. dope, man. Like it was, it was, it was hard, man, but I would not change it for the world, man. No, man, it give you a good, like I said, you va you understand the value of it yeah. and it would value me more to you as opposed to being given a scholarship. Like I, like I said, I gave up my scholarship millennium after eight weeks, but I think I gave up mine because I really hated it. Yeah. I really didn't want to be there. I was, I'd injured my neck really badly in the term before going there. So I couldn't do yeah. a full ballet <clears throat> class because there was so much turning and spotting. So then because I couldn't do the ballet class, they'd make me sit out the whole day. And I'm like, well, I'm okay in some of the other stuff, stuff which isn't yeah. so intense. Do you know what I mean? So I, I left it because I was under the thing of, I don't want to waste someone's scholarship yeah. and everyone's time I hate it here I'm miserable I can't do my all I'm going to leave and figure out my own way and I remember saying to them on the phone I rang them to tell them that I wasn't going back the day before we our first day back after East after Halloween half term and I spoke to them on the phone I was like I'm not coming back and they were like oh da 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 like trying to just talk just me into going there like yeah. don't make social rastage and take a few more days off like see how you feel like and I was like no like I, I know like it's, this is my I've I'm made my and I'm that person that like I'm very assertive like yeah. if I've made my decision that is that's it. it there's no sway in me no, for no love no money you couldn't even like be like we'll pay you to come I'd have been like nah I'm out like yeah. I'm not happy um, and I was like, can you give just give the dada to this other boy? And there was a boy who I knew was paying for it and he yeah. couldn't afford it. And they were like, we're not allowed. Like, so it's going to be wasted for the rest of this year. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, then that's bigger fools of you. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, give it to someone, someone that really that wants it, that, it. that yeah. wants it. Like, because I don't want it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to give you my all. So, yeah, it's dope because the fact that you're paying for yourself, even if you, like you said, the first term, you weren't yeah. loving it, you're like... I'm, I'm still going to yeah. embrace it because I'm paying for it. Because yeah. maybe if I was paying for it, maybe I would have. You would have, yeah. But not even that. I just think some it's right for some people and it's not. It's not right for others. Like, yeah. Some people are supposed to go to an institution like that and really because they need the help and the push and mm -hmm. they that's what their journey is meant to be. It's like yeah. you weren't you weren't meant to go. Nah. You were meant to go. Oh. But look at the career that you've had as well. Yeah. Like you didn't. Like not everyone has to go. Some people need it. Some don't. I do think it's um it's very helpful with just knowing the industry as a whole um, and learning all these other styles. But then back then, when I, even when I started training, um, I feel like the people that were industry were passing down so much knowledge mm -hmm. and there wasn't so social media. So you were able to communicate with other dancers in such a personal level yeah. and have to go to classes to see people and to actually learn. Or you would watch everyone that you that inspires you on a Saturday night on X Factor, yeah. not wait to see videos come up when you're like, from it class. was so more personal. Yeah. Um, so you learned so much from the people that are above. Yeah, that's such a great point. So I, I end up in every podcast talking about the effects of social media and yeah. like what we aspire to as dance, what I think the younger generation aspire to as being a good dancer is or being a, like how to make it in this career. That's such a good point because when we were younger, we couldn't look at Instagram and find the coolest class video to see what was good. All we could be inspired by was what's on TV mm -hmm. on the Saturday night, yeah. the X Factor. Maybe that's why we've ended up where we are. 
maybe that's why we ended up with the careers we had because yeah. we saw that and we were like that's the goal i want to achieve. achieve whereas maybe now dancers might not achieve their goals because they're not looking at those dancers and being inspired by them they're being inspired by uh influencer via instagram or youtube yeah and that's why they're not going to achieve the goals of dancing for little mix or for someone because it's not necessarily learning the same skills or they're not training yeah. in the same way and it's, it's they're, they're focusing about the hype and wanting to have those likes and wanting to be in a video so people mm -hmm. are now i don't personally think are going to classes for the right reasons mm -hmm. like they're going they they like I, I, with social media, there's like a massive pro and con. With pro it. and con, huge. Like, in one hand, it's incredible and it's giving so many people exposure. Um, and the other hand, is really affecting the dance community. I think. Oh, just um, communities, but dance because we're on da the topic, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's 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 really, especially with dancers, is really messing up their minds and their sense of perfection. And if they don't get a certain amount of likes, and it's an issue, it's not good enough. And it's, it's, it's mad. Like some of the, I hear dancers talk about when they post pictures or videos or, oh my God, I have to go to that class to get a video because I haven't posted. Like, it's a lot. I'm like, Yo. just go to the class, get the information and leave. Yeah, I've been going to John Graham's class for nine years to the point when it was just like four of us in there yeah. because I knew it was the best training in the country, not because I thought it was cool. Well, cool. Like, yeah, I, mean, that, <laughs> so I was like, like, I'm learning from classes, an OG. Like some, some classes are getting sold out just because of the hype. Yeah. And then you have people that are out here teaching, but actually relevant stuff and stuff that you actually should be going to. Yeah. And those are the ones that are empty. Yeah, it's mad. It's like, it's just... It's dope that you're saying that. So, uh, like I said before this, we started, Dana Wilson started a podcast mm. and I recommend everyone listen to it because it is dope. She's, they're only 20 minute episodes or so, um, but they're great. Is your phone by there? Yeah, there you go. Could you hear that? Yeah, it's like, yeah, feedback. It's like, we've one of us got a message. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she, today's episode five, and I've got like 10 minutes left, but she was talking about uh, our fears as humans, but mainly yeah. as dancers. And uh, she talks about the fear of feeling not good and what what does what is the deciding factor of what's good and bad. Mm. And now we're in a generation, not kind of so much of this, but this is the route that is, based kind of based on that we we put ourselves in a position to be judged of what's good and bad by the effects of how many likes or views Please, something gets yeah. not by what, what is the good is. what yeah what is good and bad and then she was saying but what does decide what's good and bad like and she just keeps asking you whatever you come up with the answer of why again and it's dope it keeps, like, keeps going why yeah. but why like it's a feeling or why do you feel that way like do you know what I mean and it's, yeah. it's fucking dope and it's like you just said we're going to take class because we want the likes yeah and we want to be and we want to be seen in specific classes yeah just because again it's a hype like I'm not taking that away from anyone no um, and, and it's just, okay to have yeah, that like there's some classes that are amazing and they yeah they fall out they're like sold out and stuff but there's others that I'm just like people are not training the right way mm. I think I see people in and out of class week in week, week out with no improvement well, three four years constant how yeah. can you be going to class that long and nothing really changes and without it sounding like preachy because sometimes I feel like I might come across like a bit preachy on here because I I have the same <laughs> it always comes back to yeah. like quite similar <laughs> topics but it's because it's such a big ordeal but like this isn't coming from dancers who think they know better or yeah. think they are better or anything. We're just putting it in a perspective as we've made a living solely from, from dance. dance. And do we ever see 
people that we work with on the regular or have worked with or if we were in the position to employ or would we compare you to a Jenny Griffin like nope that's like literally what I do the, yeah and it's like no like Never. I'm not you've got the Lisa Spencers the Kalechis the yeah. Jeanette Gonzalez like Sammy like Sharon yeah. like you've got all of these incredible female dancers and all these new girls coming up I'm like if you can't match up to them I'm not hiring you or I'm not going to suggest you to someone else to hire like you mm. just it just doesn't really work like that. Yeah. Like, but again, it's like you can't just expect expect to go to, to on go on Instagram, look at their videos, and assume that by going to these classes, you're going to become like them. Yeah, it's like there's there's a lot of training that is taken for them to be who they are in their careers. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I feel like people are not understanding. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. They, they don't. They didn't just go to a hills class yesterday and that's it. Yeah. You're 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 you're, you're now a dancer or question like and everyone feels so entitled now. Yeah. Like why am I working? Well, maybe you should look upon yourself. Yeah. And figure that out. I, I always say read the room. Who else is working? No one. Probably shouldn't be in that room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that's normally my figure it out because I remember literally when I was training, I used <clears> to look in with the class around me and I'd be like, oh, I'm next to Jerry Valencisco learning from bb oh, like literally like, like bb oh my god do you know what i mean like that, that yeah. that's the environment i learn in <clears throat> oh why am i going down in flames oh theo's nailed it fantastic right. really like, good come back I mean? next week <laughs> and that's the environment that i'd be submerged in yeah not looking around the room going we're all killing it oh none of us make a living from this but we want to and I it's think. that is that i think people are not aware mm. that, that and, is, and that's why we're here that's what yeah. that's the point of this to try and help people and it's not a knock on on anyone. anyone, yeah. 100%. It's just if you don't know, you don't know. One hundred percent. And I don't. And again, I think there's, there's there's a lot of people that's not willing to hear. Mm. There's a lot of dancers that don't want to hear because they feel like they know better. Yeah. And I think that's also where a lot of things are going wrong. Mm. And but that, and that's okay because I remembered when I leave a millennium and all the teachers were telling me, yeah. you're an idiot, you're never going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was, I felt like I knew better, but I just knew I was going to work harder making my own journey than yeah. the one that they yeah, were trying to path exactly. for me. Exactly. So I guess it goes in both hands. Yeah. So exactly. when you left Erdang, yeah. after you got your final data for the year, yes. which I bet was the best feeling <laughs> Oh ever. my God. I that probably like, felt better than, than graduating, right? No, literally, like, I was like, I don't have to literally finish work at 3 a.m. at a bar, go home, sleep for four hours and go to ballet. Yeah, like, it put was, on a jock strap. Like, like, literally just had to, it just felt like I had a weight lift off my shoulders and I could breathe. Um, and then pretty much... Um, I remember being in my third year and getting a phone call like a Friday night from one of the teachers being like, are you free tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, Saturday. I'm, I'm working in the evening. By that, by that, and now I'm on a dada. And I'm on a dada so I can work and actually have some cash. Um, and I was working at a bar and um, they were really cool. Like they just let me take time off whenever I needed it. Um, and uh they were like, oh, you just go to this place, the audition, and there's only three of you auditioning, so just go. I was like, okay, cool, fine. I rolled up at this guy's house, and I was like, this is random. Like, He was like, oh, it's coming to the kitchen. I walk in, it was two of my housemates, and I was like, oh, hi, guys, what are you doing here? Um, we just had to like, freestyle, and he was like, oh, do you guys know a routine that you guys could do together? We were like, yeah, sure. So we ended up being like, oh, we went to Dean's class, so let's just do one of his, his, his routines. Ended up doing the routine. They were like, oh, okay, cool, so... You guys free for these dates? I like to do a music video. Like, yeah, sure. Ended up doing this music video, um, and it was for an artist called Beth Ditto. She mm -hmm. was in a band called The Gossips. Oh yeah. Um, 
and that was really my first job um and from there it kind of extended to her asking us to go on tour with her oh so sick. i was doing we were doing our third year going back and forth from touring around europe to then going back around to, europe yeah going oh, to going to um Erdang to go and do our graduate show so we're like in rehearsals we have a suitcase being like okay cool we're just gonna go and catch a flight thinking fly. I've, I've already made it <laughs> I was like yes but going into that first job being paid American rates oh yeah over here especially at that time as well it was like 250, 150 yeah. but we were getting 500 uh, a show day for the rehearsals we were getting like 500, 600 pounds a day like treated like amazingly like and then Dean came on board as well so he became a dancer with us Sick. and he was he was he, he choreographed the whole thing as well so it was Sick. like felt like I was working with all my friends yeah. and like I admired Dean it, like Dean taught me for my three years at yeah. anyway so it was like a, a nice way into the industry so I was quite lucky to pretty much not it's, even finish it's nice you, you got a, a great experience because you got to travel and it was a tour and stuff but yeah. you were also in a safe place yeah because you were with People that people I knew. That you knew. Yeah, Sick. and I was still at Erdang, so it was it was almost like a taste of industry without flying the nest yet. Yeah. Like, it was perfect. Like, timing was perfect. So I ended up doing that, and then I remember coming back home, and it was like, the hustle began. I was like, the auditions, every audition. I didn't care what it was for. I was at every yeah. audition, every agency audition, every... We're looking cut, for Asians. Like, I'll try. I'll, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> like, I was at every audition, and I remember it was like, I got... A few things I didn't get others, but I just loved that whole thrill of it. Uh -huh. um, and I was just like, "This is the best thing." Yeah. Like, I'd be like, "They'll be like, oh, you didn't get the audition." I'd be like, "Thanks anyway." That's See you next dope. Time. Like, That's I dope. loved it. Like, it was great. And then I ended up uh, getting Thriller and doing Thriller for six months on tour, and then six months in town. Oh, sick! So I feel like everyone I speak to on this podcast does Thriller. That's Thriller. <laughs> I swear. It's like I the segue into think the. Think I'm like the only person that's not done Thriller. <laughs> They offered me the tour. I was yeah. like, not for them rates. Yeah. And that was then. It was then. <laughs> not even now. Like, anyway, no, what, it was, uh, the rate hasn't, hasn't, hasn't It changed. hasn't progressed. Yeah, it was like 40 pound a show, um, like 2010. I was like, hell no. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. By the time, it was, I didn't know better. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't, no, well, like, that's what, that's why you're here now. <laughs> like, literally, you did not know better. And I was just like, wow. Like, I was just like, you know when you just get given and you see like because I went to watch a show when Dean was in it mm -hmm. and he was in the West End so I went to watch Dean did like, Thriller too. yeah and I was Every like I was like this is like amazing and Michael Jackson yeah. an icon I was like I loved him anyway so I was just like yeah sure I'll do it um, these are the rates I'm just like yeah okay I don't know what this means but I, I, I just, guess it's good I just good. want to dance with I Michael just want to dance like so yeah and I think if not knowing better is what um kind of put me in that position but I mean it was incredible ex experience, experience like yeah. insane um, and I really I learned a lot um, in Thriller and I got to grow as a performer mm -hmm. um, and we were doing arena tours as well so it was like incredible it was like Sick. my first thing to do like it was insane it was absolutely amazing um, but I, I didn't like West End as much because obviously it was, it was just smaller it felt more like a 9 to 5 like it felt like I was at home doing my day to day and then I would go and do a show in the evening. So it became that. It's funny, isn't it? Because that's how I always thought I'd feel about uh, doing a, like a West End show. Oh, it was a show, yeah. Not that I'm qualified to do any, except, <laughs> except for Thriller. But like, that's how I, I thought I'd feel about it. And I obviously spoke to Jonathan earlier on today and he was saying that he actually likes that 
that the, the, the feeling yeah. of going when well, he didn't even describe it as that he said i feel like i've got a purpose and i've got somewhere to be and i mean something yeah. to go there and do the show as opposed to doing a one gig on a friday night for you come on for yeah. eight eights and then you're done yeah, yeah there's no yeah, purpose yeah. to it other than being a decoration and i was like I, I see both sides of it totally but as a younger my mentality was completely with you do you know yeah. what i mean i'd be like i'm not i'm at the same place every Maybe night the, yeah and this gets stagnant yeah you know what i mean and like and <clears throat> i think i think i just enjoyed the different countries i love traveling anyway <clears throat> so um it was the traveling it was the seeing the new audiences every night mm -hmm. the new venues every night um and yeah, I think it was just more more of that than being. I don't like feel. I don't like feeling stuck. Yeah, I think that's what I didn't like, and I, I'm still the same now. Like, same. I prefer touring than doing a, a long contract in one place. Mm -hmm. Like, I prefer it like a thousand times more than anything else. Um, so yeah, and then pretty much from there, I kind of like start auditioning. I did a few sh um, shows with Rita, and started, I did a few stuff with Girls Aloud. Um, like that, and then that's when I, I met Beth. Yeah. Um, doing the girls' last stuff, and that's kind of like. Then I remember doing a random audition. Um, for for Beth. Um, and we got four boys got picked. It was me, Aaron Witter, Jaron, and Wolfgang. And then um, yeah, that's when I kind of started dancing with Little Mix Little in mix. 2013. Yeah, because I think I met you around then. Then yeah, we yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Mix for X Factor. Yeah. Um. Oh, what song was it? DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah DNA. Yeah, 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 that's when I met you. Yeah. We did DNA, um, and then I bounced. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm out. I left. I literally <laughs> yeah, went to LA, LA. Like, like four months later. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Not even four. I think it was like two months later. Yeah. That was like December, and I moved. Yeah. On it was the, like it was, an, it was just a year off of day one. And yeah, and I moved on the, the February. So yeah, I literally yeah. met you like once, and I was and gone. You were gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're you you obviously auditioned for Little Mix just before that, right? Uh, no, so that was after when I auditioned okay. for them. Yeah, so that. So gig, you had a bit of taste of. Yeah, so we literally did that one gig and that was it. And then Randall, Ricardo, Jeff, and Mikey yes. got chosen to do that 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 their first tour. Yeah, because I <clears> went <throat> and watched their first tour in somewhere. They were opening for Demi Lovato. Yeah, yeah, in the states. So I did that one. Oh so yeah, that you was, did. That was like. That oh, was so like, I watched you do uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So then, no, so that was like a. Two years later. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I watched yeah. you guys do that when you opened for Demi Lovato in... In the States. Yeah, yeah it wasn't in LA though. It was in San Diego. Maybe. I want to say something like that. It was outside of LA. Yeah, 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 I went yeah. and watched you guys open that one for thing with my ex-partner. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Uh, <laughs> that was freaking dope. Um, that, was, that was my first American tour. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember telling Mikey where I sat and mid choreography, he'd look at me look, and point or like <laughs> or change the move to make me laugh. Like, oh, it's too much, Mikey. I freaking miss him. Yeah, what was like, it like touring with him? It was, it was great. It was great. He trained us. It was like you're gonna eat this, you're gonna eat that. Yeah. Randall used to be like, Mikey, stop telling me what to eat. He's like, Jim, now nah. like, he's oh, a clown God. though, right? He, I freaking love that boy. He's a clown. You know, he's the re like the reason I moved back to UK from LA. Really? Yeah, man. We were doing panto together. So I love panto. Yeah. And I'll sit there and I was like, yo, I haven't been this happy. It was like 1 a.m. Mm. I was like, yo, I haven't been this happy in such a long time. And he was like, what? I was like, yo, like, I'm literally having the best time. Like, I'm, like with my friends, friends, like, with yeah. my friends, my girlfriend, like, my family's not far. Like, this is so Good. chill. Yeah. This is what I needed. And he was like, you just said you're happier than you've been in such a long time. I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so what are you doing? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
come home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I never went back. Not even come home. I yeah. just never went back. I rang a block and I was like, oh, I'm not coming back. They're like, excuse me? It's like, no, I'm not coming back. I didn't even go back. I made yeah. David Radcliffe move me out of my house. He sold my car. He did everything. Dope. I literally like, like yeah. Because like, it's, it's hard out there, man. Yeah, but Mike, just Mikey, man, yeah. gives me jokes. Like, the most positive person I've ever met in my life. Literally, he turns everything into a positive. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, it's, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, you almost call him just for reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I actually haven't seen him or spoken to him in a while. It's because he's doing real grown shit yeah, now. It really is. It's it's adulting. He's changing lives. He's doing like amazing, loads of man. life work and stuff. Oh, that's this great. Charity, he's gangster. That's great. So, you did your first, sorry, your first gig with Witter Wolfgang Randall. Randall, yeah. No, with uh, Jaron. Jaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and pretty much that kind of just, I remember we were, we were walking to um, to an X-Factor audition. You know how the X-Factor auditions are. like. Yeah, but that must have been nice for you. Is that your college? Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, so it was like, obviously the queue is just long and stuff. And I remember we just got, all the boys just got called in. So we were upstairs and I went to the toilet and Jaron was about to walk in. I look out the window and Jaron shouts, look at your email. And I was like, okay. I opened this email and it was like, so boys, are you available for like all these days we were like what the fuck I was like fuck this audition I <laughs> was like fuck this you go to pub we went straight to the pub we were like we're getting fucking wasted right now and it was like I mean like at the time that's when they were really peaking I was like just being asked to dance with these incredible girls who I loved being around them they were so fun and with my these boys that have like incredible so down to earth I'm learning so much from them um, like Aaron had been Aaron was the year above me at Erdang anyway oh, so sick. I really looked up to him and it, obviously he left was working for everyone everyone um, Wolf I, like had just met recently as well so I was getting really to know him Jaron had just left college too so we were like this is just unreal like insane we got to travel with some incredible places experience so many things like and pretty much was that from then on like yeah, that's sick. Like, I love that you got to an audition and you're like, I don't need this. I don't actually need to be here. I'm I was like, In fact, I'm not even available. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was crazy. And then I remember we did their first music video and then their first performance back on X Factor, which was the move video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the day after, um, we, had, we had a few dates in Australia, but we did the show, we had a, a day off or something like that. And then we had um, one rehearsal um, and... I remember being like, oh, okay, so if we're going away, Aaron's been working with Beth for a while now. I'm sure he'll be dance captain. Mm. And she turns around and goes, so Claudia's going to be dance captain. And um, and she just carried on speaking as if it was just as a normal just thing. A thing. And I was just like, um, okay, can you just, what? She was like, yeah, so you're going to have to do this and do that. And I've never done anything like that in my yeah, life. Sick. So I was like, okay, now I'm really scared. I'm really awkward. I was like, what if everything goes wrong? Did it, like all of this stuff in my head was just like, oh my God, I can't do it. I was just doubting so much. And I was like, but those boys just reassured me. They were just like, no, nah, you've got this. Like yeah, you can do sick. it. Um, I, like I was really, like I'll communicate with the girls really well. So I felt like they felt comfortable too. And I remember and getting that's to probably a, a probably a big part of yeah. why you get it because you need to be able but, to, but, when shit hits the, the fan, fan and she's not there to fix it, she it, might not want someone who they don't feel comfortable with. It was literally that. I remember... I'm not knocking your credit, show, yeah, but I'm, no. saying that's a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that's a big part yeah, of Yeah, no, for job. sure. Um, and I remember getting to Australia and being like, oh my God, the set is different to what we had in rehearsals. Like, 
the lighting is different, the camera angles, and I'm just like, I've never, I don't know what to do. Swimming and I remember, in that deep like, end. obviously, like time difference, trying to call her Beth, and I'm like, what's going on? And Matt, and, and then she, I happened to get her on on the phone and be like, freaking out. She was like, just calm down, do this, do that, da, 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 da. I trust you, you can do it. Whatever you need to do, just do it and get it done. It's gonna be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ended up going in, sorting it all out. Ended up just guessing, not knowing if it was right or wrong. Whatever happens, happens. We'll see from there. And then we did the show. It went great. And I remember calling, calling she she calls me back. She was like, look, this is what you did wrong. This is what you did right. So for next time, da, 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 all of this stuff. And literally from then on, I watched I watched her like a hawk. Like any move she did, I would write it down. Mm-hmm. I was literally like by her side 24-7. Like I'm like, learning. Literally like just soaking everything up from her and I was so glad that that was the way it kind of like worked with me becoming her assistant like it, it just really solidified me in my career and where I wanted to go yeah. um, and I felt like she took me under her wing and she was like she must have seen something in me that she's I clearly I didn't I didn't see mm-hmm. um, and she really just pushed me like whenever I did something wrong it wasn't like that's wrong it was like okay this is how you would fix it so for the next time she'd be like okay what's wrong now and I'd be like, this? And she'd be like, right, there we go. And next, like mm-hmm. it was that. And even till now, like she, she's still teaching me so much. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I am in, where I am in my career is because of Beth. Like yeah. she really, Because you work really for her me. literally constantly. Yeah. You, if you're not doing Little Mix with her, you're doing her other projects. I, I have other projects too, yeah. like I've, And not she, even just as a dancer. Like, you, but like her assistant, assistant, she's like, she's giving me opportunities to choreograph. Mm-hmm. Um, She's giving me opportunities to like just be there and just watch mm-hmm. like um she's even passed on other artists to me she's like i think you'd be great at doing this so can you, you do it Sick. um but yeah i feel like i'm slowly transitioning um especially because she's gone down more of the creative director route now as yeah. opposed to the choreographer For, yeah. that she started as yeah exactly and and i think and that's where i kind of want to go now as well like um i didn't i know that i'm not nowhere near as ready as um as I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love the fact that I'm able to choreograph under her creative direction yeah. um, and be a choreographer for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think eventually I want to be up to her level and I love the fact that I'm able to work that with somebody like her Sick. who I can just get all of this knowledge from. Like, it's it's been incredible. Like, I've been dancing with Little Mix alone for seven years now mm-hmm. and experiencing all of this stuff with her um, and them um, and it's like it's just been incredible really and and on top of that I get to also do so many other stuff outside of that yeah. like work with so many other choreographers and so many other artists like I just feel like I've had a really good consistent career which I'm so proud of myself you've earned it bro like <laughs> sounds like, like you've yeah, earned it like, you know, I mean? I, 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 and, and I know that sometimes this may come sound a bit um, not big headed but I'm really self-assured yeah, um, and I've worked to be where I am, mm-hmm. so I always say it proudly. Like, I worked to be here, yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna ex- yeah. take that and be like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. Like, with everyone else helped, but I'm massively. sure you're. I'm sure you're quite similar to me. Is in like I always say, like, what what my career hasn't been a fluke. Yeah, bust my ass for it. Exactly. But I also am so accountable for the things I did wrong. Yeah, like 100%. all the mistakes I make, or the way I don't conduct myself maybe very well. I'll own up and I'll put my hands yeah. up and be like. So that's why I feel like you're valid to take. 
I own yeah. my shit and I got here because I burst my ass. Exactly. Because you'll also put your hands up for the, <laughs> maybe the not so great moments. Oh, you know exactly. I mean? 100%. 100%. And it's that. And I feel grateful enough that I've been able to consistently keep my career going and still is going now. Like, um, even just, like, I, I did my first American tour. I didn't think I would be able to do three more after that with, not just with Little Mix, but with other artists too. Mm-hmm. Um, and LA was never, um, a goal for me mm-hmm. um, but it's now become a goal for me which I, I went over there um, a few times now and I then was just being like okay there's a lot of opportunities being given to me over here mm-hmm. so I'm gonna try and, and do the whole LA thing but I, I don't think I would ever move fully yeah. it just isn't for me um, but I would try and I'm, I'm kind of glad that everything that I've learned over here I'm able to go and take it over there yeah um, I mean, yeah, like I've, I just, last year I did an American tour with Emanike, who's uh-huh. just a totally different artist to what I've ever done before. Yeah. Um, and I got to experience that and it was just so amazing. And like the end of the year, I got to do the Pussycat Dolls, which I was just like, yeah. mind Boom. blowing. Like this just literally, that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like it's just, it's crazy. Like sometimes I get to work and I'm just like, I dance for a living. Yeah, I can tell by how you like the. I wish the audience. I wish I filmed <laughs> these sometimes so people could see. Because I feel like it, you learn a lot from a person, not just by hearing them, but like if I could turn the volume off and then look at your face, like you telling me like your story, like you're so lit up about it. Yeah. Do you know I mean, you're so happy about it, and that is some of the one of the most beautiful things about our lives is like you're living your dream. dream yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like on here, I, I often end up talking about the negatives or like at the beginning yeah. when I think people aren't training, we talk about the bad things, but. I think it's because the good things come as a granted. Like, of course, it's amazing. Like, yeah. we're, we're doing our dream job. But when you get to see someone tell the story and look at your face, you look lit yeah, up. I, I absolutely love it. I wouldn't do anything else in the world. And I think my only one of my only fears is to stop dancing. Is that, is that your fear? Yeah. Do you have a fear as a dancer? Meaning... Uh, before stopping like is there something about, uh, something to do with your life now that f- like worries you like mine was always the fear of getting injured like do you mean like that used to terrify me yeah. because I was never scared until I got injured really bad once yeah. and then I got injured really bad and then it's always something that's in the back of my mind like do a flip what's the floor like what shoes so, like, yeah. I think of every scenario every before possible. I even yeah. consider See, saying maybe I think because I'm a bit crazy and reckless yeah. that to, and I've had loads of injuries before so that I don't really have many fears because like and some people's fear like I know some dancers fear was always like oh I'm not making any money whereas to me that was never a, a fear, fear. Yeah. it was never a fear because I was like I'll figure it out yeah like I'll, I like I'm, I was I'll like live. I've worked hard enough before I can work harder now yeah. like so I don't really think I have any fears as a dancer I think I just like if something if I maybe feel uncomfortable in certain situations I just, I just tell myself uh, what's the outcome like. It's either gonna go good or bad. Either way, I'm alive. Like, what's the worst? That's Nothing. Happen, like, yeah. we're just dancing. It's not really that serious. Yo, I say that all the time. Like, Everyone gets stressed, and I go, "Yeah, it's just dance, guys. Ain't, just, ain't no one dying." Literally, we're not, we're not saving lives. I use here. the worst analogy when I teach, especially <laughs> I, I teach at Wilkes quite a lot, and I see they get stressed yeah. and they get caught because you know when you're in college, it's your be all and end all, right? You don't see even outside of the, that world, that you, bubble. Like you, yeah. it is your world. It's like when you're on tour, your tour bubbles. You mean that literally, is your world? Yeah. And I always say to him. Like, no one's going to die if you go wrong, unless you, like, hurt someone really bad. But 
it's not that serious. It's just Dan. So I was like, the people in McDonald's, if you say I'm allergic to gherkins <laughs> and then that person gives you a gherkin, you could possibly you, die. You could die. I was like, McDonald's is more important than you. And it's the worst, <laughs> it's the worst analogy ever. That, it's like, the worst analogy, but they all laugh. And true. I go, just think about it. Like, like, because like, if I said to you, you're going to end up working at McDonald's, to you, you're going to go, fuck, man. Like, yeah. that's the biggest insult you could ever yeah. say to someone as a trying as to be a performer. Yeah. Hashtag no offense to McDonald's workers. But <laughs> as a performer, it's kind of something which gets that thrown at you quite easily. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're going to end up working in fast food or something. Uh, and I was like, they have more responsibility. Like, that's how unserious yeah. this is right now. So just enjoy it. No stress. Literally, literally. What's the worst that could happen? like it's mad man it's crazy so yeah i just i'm a bit crazy like so yeah. no fear like that no fear. but you said you fear about what happens after dance do you yeah. have any idea of what you'd like to yeah, do like i mean i'm glad that i'm slowly transitioning like i've pretty much done a lot of the stuff i want to do here in the uk and i've started to get into choreography like the past two years mm -hmm. um, i'm choreographing a lot more um i've choreographed for a few artists already um and it's kind of like the direction i'm going in into choreography and then into creative that um creative direction and choreography nice um, yeah, I think that's where I kind of want to go. But it's just the fact that I can't be on stage anymore. That's what, like, I don't, I can't even explain the feeling. You probably know how it feels. Yeah. Like, I feel at home. Like, whenever I step on a stage, and I know this sounds really cliche, nice. it does. But it's like, I am the happiest. Like, I could be having the worst day. The moment I'm on that stage, it's it like, goes. everything just disappears. Disappears, like, two hours and I'm just like, that happens. And I come off and I'm just like buzzing. Yeah, that adrenaline and endorphin like, rush it's, it's, is ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's just my happy place really. So mm. it's like losing that, Yeah, it's probably my only fear. Yeah, I, I think you, you end up, I don't think you'll fulfill it fully yeah. because it's been your dream. Sure. And, exactly. But you'll have a new dream. And yeah. when you reach that, I think. That Which I've started to, I think. I think like, because I teach at Erdang, seeing people develop and come mm -hmm. up it's so rewarding yeah so rewarding and i think i'm starting to get that when i choreograph and then watch my work and seeing people that i value and my colleagues who are now um working for me and bringing my vision to life that's also something that i'm just like oh it's, it's incredible so i think it's gonna obviously transition into more that yeah yeah um, but i think at this moment in time the thought of me not going on stage is like yeah ah! I'm gonna die. Yeah, I, I, I feel you completely. Like when I'm like I teach at Wilkes, not reg, not regular, yeah. but uh, quite a lot. And I'll see like the students be able to execute something in a way which six months ago they never no, would have could, done it. Exactly. They might have learned the combo, but they wouldn't have been able to execute it with such nice quality of their movement yeah. or with being able to add like a back head groove the whole yeah. time because they can't isolate. It. They're just no understanding. And then when they get it, and I'm like, that's because of me. Yeah, you're like, like I've, had, oh, I've, yes. had a, I've had an effect on their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've for a positive. And and that's what it is. I think is is the knowing that you've ch you've changed something about you're part of something. Yeah, of someone else's life, which is so rewarding. And and that's even kind of what we were saying earlier. Like the whole part of dancers network. Like yeah. you want to just have a effect or an imprint where you can make other people's lives better. better you can help people scenario and that's exactly the same with me in this podcast like yeah i never started this to make money like i said to you earlier i don't make a fucking penny I, this cost yeah. me a fortune but like you, i spend that on my it. ass but i love when I, mean, I love 
for selfish reasons, I love yeah. it because I love getting to talk to people which I maybe wouldn't normally talk to in yeah. such a in-depth way. Yeah. Like if I saw you in the street, I'd stop and say, hey, right. how are you? But it's not very often we go for dinner and break down our lives. Literally. Do you know what I mean? So for that, to me, that's really rewarding and inspiring because I get to hear people's stories. Yeah. And like today, you saying you paid your own two years through college. I mean, inspired the fuck out of me and yeah. made me be like, you lazy ginger bastard. <laughs> Pick no, it up. Like I even, even, even talking about it now, like I, I still get really emotional. Uh, about what I had to go through and what I had to do through college and stuff, and hence why I've, I've like, I'm, I've made a point that f even this is my only New Year's re resolution that I have to make a difference, mm -hmm. and and I don't care how small, how big it needs to be, but I have to make yeah. a difference. And so this year, I really am focusing on working with so many charities that I can help, and especially within dance. Mm -hmm. um, there's um, there's a charity that I actually I started working with about a year ago. Um, and um, it, they kind of like they brought these kids to come and watch the Little Miss concert, mm -hmm. and they came back back backstage. And one of the management um, were like, "Oh, this is Kruma, one of the dancers." Um, and I was like, showed them around a little bit. They took him on stage and stuff like that. And um, the woman that was with them was like, "Oh, some of these kids dance. Um, so would you be able to come to the school and do a workshop?" And I was like, "Of course, yeah, why not?" Ended up going to do this workshop, and one of the boys, um, there's only one boy in the in the class, became like really infatuated with me. He was like, "Oh my god, you're another male," and he was black as well. So I, that danced, and he was so inspired. And I, I was like, "Oh my god, like I'm able to do this uh. to this little boy." He was what 13. Yeah. Um, and he, I was like, "Okay, show me what you can do." And he was like, "Flexible, yeah. let's do all of this stuff." And I was like, "What did, what did you learn that?" He was like, "I just watched YouTube and taught it to myself." And I was like. Oh my God. Sick. I called up Erlang. I was like, you guys need to see this boy. Yeah. So eventually um, they uh, gave him a scholarship for the uh, su the, su the Sunday school. Uh -huh. um, but obviously his mom, um, he's from a not very wealthy background. Mm -hmm. His dad was in the army. His dad didn't pass away. So it was just his yeah. mom and his, um, just him and his mom. Um, so then they ended up um, covering his tuition fees and stuff and get him Sick. to come down and stuff and he did that and he did, uh, he did he also did a summer school and his mom sent me a bouquet of flowers um and the loveliest note i even have the note upstairs mm. now i came home and my mom was sat at the table with these flowers crying and i was like why are you crying for she was like read this and me and her sat in this kitchen crying our eyes out because of just she was like i can hear myself in this note yeah like i'm even getting emotional now yeah. like um, she could hear, my mom could hear herself in that note on how it was for me growing up and how what she had to do and she just wished there was somebody like myself to be able to inspire me to keep pushing when yeah, she man. had no money and, and all of that stuff. And it really made a thing in my head. I was like, I, if I'm able to do that to one person, I need to go out my way to do it more. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you, you know Jeff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's obviously created this um, charity that's helping um, kids in Manila. Okay. And we're doing a workshop in February. Um, and he, he messaged me like, look, I haven't got that much money to pay for you to do it, but how much would be? And I was like, bro, I any time you need me, I am there for free. Yeah. Like, and um, and I'm just gonna use this to promote now. So I was like, yeah, guys, yeah, bro, please do. Like, I'll put it in the show notes too. Um, yeah, like, please just come down, pay for the workshops. It's such a good cause. Like, he's literally making these backpacks, printed on there, sending back to Manila for the, all these little kids to go to school. Sick. Like, hit up their Instagram, check it out. Like, come down. But that's my 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 thing this year. I want to be 
as terrible yeah. as possible. Can you uh, send me the when we finish? Yeah, 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 send send me the link and stuff, and I'll put it um, all on here. I'll put it on the page. Yeah, me. like I, I, I feel like I'm. I really want to make a difference. Mm, I was like, sick. so I've and then one of my friends, Miles, who's in um, the Book of Mormon, he just started up a kids charity as well, um, and he's just had his first event um, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's got a second event coming up as well, um, and it's like LGBT. Um, kids and families that need help and stuff like that and mm. we raised like for a first event we raised like over a thousand pounds something Sick. like that which was great so I'm re- like any any charities out there that need anything reach it's, out it's funny well. right because I, th- I think about like and I listen to lots of other podcasts yeah. which aren't about dance and they talk about the world and life and how we think and shit but it's funny so if you go back 400 years maybe longer I don't know yeah. I'm not very good at this shit but just a perspective point of view before we could be like what do you want to be when you grow up I want to be a this person yeah. you lived in a community where our sole purpose was to provide for the rest of the community mm-hmm. and everyone's job role wasn't about uh, what you want what you want yeah. and what you make money is what you're able to do so the farmer would farm to feed the villagers and in return they would get him hay from somewhere and so and so's job would be that and the whole community would just be to provide for each other to help each other to make it a better place for everyone to be and obviously we've kind of lost that you know and to no fault of our own it's just the way the world 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 works but there's a reason that when you feel that way about knowing that you've helped someone there's a reason it's so fulfilling because i believe that's our natural instinct yeah like there's a reason why as a parent you're so caring and not do anything for your loved one or you will now for your loved ones because that's actually our natural instinct that's what comes back to the in our DNA exactly do you know what I mean so I, it makes complete sense and yeah. maybe that's why because when we perform for an audience although yes we're giving them all of our th- for to enjoy yeah. there's also a selfishness of it yeah. because it feels good for them all to cheer so for us or whatever yeah. but when it comes to like teaching and you're making someone better that's not about you anymore it's about giving yeah you know what I mean although when you're on stage you're giving but, something, yeah but you're still getting you're still back. getting something back but when you're teaching a kid you don't it's even need totally to say thank you yeah. I saw um, a post the other day about uh, a, well it's just for Christmas about parents and Santa Claus yeah. sorry if there's anyone who believes in Santa Claus listening <laughs> and it was like how we, with everyone in everything in life we're told and to say thank you for something and we expect people to say if you do something that's nice for someone you, you yeah. just expect them to say thank you and if they don't you go the fuck? Like, why, like, why would you know? why yeah. that's rude but <laughs> when you're an uh an adult and you do it for your kid and you you set you work your ass off all year to buy all these presents to make your kid have this amazing day yeah. but you never yeah. expect a thank you because he doesn't think it's from you you give the credit to someone else you give it to santa it's weird right dude this is why growing up my mom was always like Sons if I could exist. Yeah. Like, so, fuck that. Like, I I've got been it. working. I would my ass off for that. But it's weird, right? Like, yeah. How, like, it's when it's your kid, you don't need a thing. There's a random man that appears from the freaking chimney. Come yeah. down and put your presents. No, I worked yeah. the whole year. I think I went off to topic a bit with that, but it just made me think of it. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's, 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 yeah, that's what I'm, I'm just trying to, like, if we, we have this, pl- like, I have this massive platform. I have, like, I've learned so much if I'm able to give back I, I always will yeah. and I feel like that's something that's lost you're, you're, you're totally right like within yeah that's what the world has become now but just 
You can still do it in yeah, those like, small doses. You can de- you can definitely do it. And I feel like this moment in my life as well, just the older I've got, the more I've understood that. Like I just came back from Bali and they have the bare minimum in certain, certain places in Bali. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, they're the happiest people in the world. Like, I'm living like a freaking king over here. Compared like, to them, compared yeah. To them. And, it, and in our head, all we go is, I want new trainers. Like, oh, like, the- oh my God, my charger's broken. The world's going to end. Like, the the things that we stress out. Yeah. Here in the, just in the Western world. Yo, we're so lucky insane. to be, we are, I, I say this quite a lot. We're, when we're, because we're from Britain, we're always like the fucking rain. Yeah. We're so lucky to be here, yo. Like, touch wood. Like, there's been an earthquake in Jamaica and yeah. somewhere else yesterday Australia's on fire California's been on fire like there's wars happening in other parts of the world like yo what do we get rain okay like, chill the fuck out <laughs> I'll take it we'll be alright I'm what sure the, the tube will still run like, like literally <laughs> we still don't have to oh, walk anywhere like it's it's insane like remember we we we, we drove up a mountain to go and see the, the sunrise um, and on the way back down there was kids going to school, like mm. five-year-old kids walking to school on their own. But I mean, these roads are like tiny as hell and the cars are just like whizzing past and this little five-year-old just walking. And I was just like, yeah. he's probably having the best time right now walking to school. Yeah. Sun's come up. He knows no different, bro. Like He doesn't know any different. different. I'm just like, oh, look at that. And there was like 12-year-olds on motorbikes. Yeah. And I'm just like, when we went and we're to, so sheltered here. Like We went to Manila with Nicole. And we were driving, we got off the plane, we got in our luxury van to go yeah. to our five-star hotel, like, with everything paid for, like, yeah. and we are driving through the streets and in our Mercedes blacked-out car, like, pimping, looking out the window at these little kids running barefoot in shorts and no top on, like, even little girls, like, running and jumping on the back of, like, what looked to be, like, a bus or a van or something and just hanging on the back to hitch a ride. And they're, like, eight. I was like, what the fuck? Like... like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, we're chilling. Like, Obviously, there's still awful <laughs> things that happen here. Exactly, but... But on the grand scheme of things... I'm we're sure we are right. Like, and I think that's that was one of the things that really came into my mind, and hence why I came back home, and I was like, I have to give more yeah. for the people that don't have. Because even here in the UK, there's so much poverty, and there's so many kids that don't have anything. There's so many people that are struggling, and if we... Like, if I'm able to teach a two-hour class... To, to able to, to help somebody why wouldn't I mm-hmm. like so I'm really trying to go out of my way this year and, and give more and be more chari- to, uh, ch- charitable um, and try, I'm trying to work with so many different charities and see what how I can help in what way shape or form like and as much as it does feel good and I, I just want to I want to see a difference and that, that mainly comes down one because of my mom and how she is mm-hmm. and just how I grew up and just how I had to struggle and how I had to do so much to be where, where where I am and no one can ever take that away from me. And I think now, the older I got, the more I started to understand that I wish I had someone like me. Yeah. But I, the fact that I didn't was to put me in the position that I am now so I'm able to be that person for everybody else. Fuck yeah. Like, and it, it, it I don't know what it was in Bali, but there was just a, a massive a switch. switch. It, just, it just made sense. I was like, this is this, me. Th- that's what I need to do. Yeah, man. Like it just made sense. I remember waking up first of January in Bali. Like we, we hired out this beautiful villa. It was just four of us. We had our own pool, and everyone else was asleep. And I just went out, and it was raining, and it was like thirty-five degrees rain. And I'm just like, 
what is my life right now? And I just got in the pool and I was just sitting there. Oh, and I started crying, but I was crying because I was so happy. Yeah. And I was just like, and then it clicked and I was like, like, what is life? <laughs> like, yeah. it's mad. If I was like, if I'm able to be in, in this place right now and because I've worked so hard and had to do so much to be where I am, I was like, I have to now be able to help others to be able to achieve what I have. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I really want to do. I want to make a massive difference. Um, and being a part of the Dancing Network is really, it also really pushed that feeling for me. Like yeah. the sense of that we're making a difference, that we we are changing this industry, that so so many, so many of us have been in and invested so much time and effort into it and given so much of ourselves of it. Like I've needed, it's not been 10 years since I started in this industry here in the UK. Yeah. Like that's a long ass time. There's people yeah, in the industry like Sean Niles, like the Jen Griffiths, like Kalechis, like Lisa's, been here. like been here for nearly 20 years who are yeah. busting their ass and still are out here busting their ass. And they have to also see a difference. Yeah. Like, so we, we're really just trying to make that change for for those people and for the new ones coming. Like, yeah, 100%. And, and I'm sure uh, it, it will make a difference. It is, you are making a difference. Like, it's making a massive difference already and that's what's really making me want to do more because I'm like, if we're, if we're able to join, come together and do this, uh-huh. what more can we actually do? Yeah. Like I messaged, I don't know who runs the Dancers Network Instagram. Uh, Lily, yeah. But I messaged, yeah, yeah I messaged Lily, uh, Hannah Levitt Collins, yeah. and Leah, who does EA Dancer. Yeah. And I was like, we need to all start working together because we're all trying to share the same, same message, message, but we're doing it separately. We all need to share it together. Yeah. Like, and it will be more powerful. More powerful. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And I yeah, was like, yeah, for sure. It'll be actually be a great podcast for you to do. To get them all in, all yeah. of you guys in one room. I've had Richie and Lily. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I listened to that one. That was but uh, that was when I had bad equipment. The sound wasn't, <laughs> sound wasn't very good. But um, no, I will do. I'm gonna get. I've had Hannah on as well, but yeah. I, I would like to speak to Leah. Yeah, but yeah. Just anything I can do to help, as yeah. long as I can, I will. 100%. No, I'm sure. We have to. We have to make a difference. All of us. Yeah, man. To come together, man. Bro, thank you so much. No, thanks for this having me, This has been man. an absolute pleasure. And it's been lovely to get to know you. Because yeah, it's like, yeah, I know you, but time. I don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know. It's like a, one of those in the street. We know each other. Hey, yeah. what's up, bro? How are you? Good? Yeah, happy new year. Peace yeah, out. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. have a nice deep chat. This is my selfish part of why I love the podcast. You, <laughs> you get know what I mean? learn everyone. Get to like, learn everyone. No I get to pe- learn, yeah, be inspired, yeah. take people's, oh, you do like that. You got skills, boy. I'm using one of them. And then my charitable bit is everyone hopefully learning as much as they yeah. can for nothing um saying that please follow claude Demar on instagram if you i'm sure you already do <laughs> follow us for days boy but it's, it's so at claude Demar, right yeah at claude Demar, one at the end oh just a one just a did one. someone take just claude Demar? I, I don't i didn't even try it i think i just made it up yeah like with i the am one. claude Demar, the, the one, one. <laughs> nice nice and follow me at mr bull change and at the ins and outs underscore someone took the ins and outs damn it I almost just messaged them and I was just like oh, can just, we just change that it's like it's just an underscore I'm so debating right. on changing it to the ins and outs podcast but I guess maybe I'll grow to more than that one day who knows yeah. um, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes five star review five, five <laughs> on iTunes um, the reason being if you listen on iTunes the more reviews and ratings I have the more accessible the podcast will be for other people yeah. as they're more likely to advertise it uh, the whole goal of this is to make a community and to make our community a better place. The more listeners I get, maybe someone will sponsor me. Maybe someone will sponsor me. They'll pay for me to travel to do the podcast and not me drop 
a shitload of money on driving everywhere to do yeah. them um so yeah please do that introduce your family and friends and share the love thanks for listening claudemar you're amazing so are you oh thanks, also guys. follow the dancers networks you yes. buggers dancers yes, network yes, one love we out this is bye <laughs>